Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald, Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, by our five-star reporter here at the Miami Herald, Susan Miller-Degnan. Susan, what's going on? Hey there. Oh, it's it's all good. I tested negative, so I'm happy. There you go. Yeah, uh, it is. And it's star season, as I said, obviously. Uh, we're recording this Thursday. We should say we're recording this Thursday morning. I'm, I'm going to be at the state championships tonight, so we couldn't do it. After Samson Okunlola's uh, planned commitment this afternoon. Um, but so, you know, obviously that that could change things here. Miami seems to be in a very good shape to put, land his commitment today. Yep. Uh, obviously, it would be a huge addition um, to what, it, you know, they obviously had this great run in the summer that got so much hype, but they're kind of putting together um, a similarly uh, great run here in the postseason with uh, already um, – three blue chip guys committed since the end of the regular season. And um, now we are just a couple of days away from signing day. Obviously uh, guys can officially start signing Wednesday. Um, a couple might go through the end of the weekend or end of the week. I think it go Wednesday through Friday. I remember last year, remember Jaleel Skinner, yeah. I think signed on either Thursday or Friday um, of that week. So yeah. Um, so it should be, a uh, good day for Miami, I guess we should say. Wednesday obviously could turn into a good week. Uh, it seems like for the most part they're going to be done Wednesday. Um, and right now, um, obviously, th- this number is changing every minute because of commitments. But I, I look, right. Miami number seven class in the country number in the 24 seven. seven composite rankings. Um, and on the, three, two. And on three also. Yeah, number um, seven. And if like, so if they add if they have a class calculator on 24-7, if they add Samson Okunlola to this group, um, based on the current rankings, and again, other guys can lose in game commits. So everyone's numbers right. are changing. Uh, but that would jump Miami all the way up to number three uh, if they get Samson Okunlola, which obviously, um, you know, that I think that would be a, kind of the last big piece of this class. So they would probably slide a little bit between now and the end of um, the early signing period. But either way, they're tracking toward – um, you know, a potential top five class, which it's kind of like, it, it, uh, it's funny. It's, you know, they, obviously the season did not go as planned at all. Um, but the one thing we knew about Mario is he is going to recruit. Um, and he has definitely proved that this year. Yeah. I mean, from the, really, from the day he stepped on campus, probably before the day he stepped on campus. Yeah. It's been the same thing. I mean, last year, right? There was like no time between him coming and. I remember. Signing. I remember he was. He got. Well, I think December third, maybe was his first day. Something like that. December sixth, something like that. Um, yeah. And I remember I was at the press conference with every, you know, the, the big press conference that morning, yep. uh, which was he la- he touched down in Miami. I think that morning or maybe late, you know, whatever, kind of around midnight. I think. Right. Um, and then. 
we wrote and I went up to Miami Central to um, I think do like high school playoff preview or something. And I get there and Mario Cristobal and the entire coaching staff uh, is <laughs> That's right. to trickle in. Um, so he, you know, boots on the ground right away. I think he went in home with, with Wesley the Saint that night, uh, which wound up, wound up being a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he that that part of Mario has been as advertised, certainly. Yeah. And the, the players uh, are his best uh, uh, reviewers, <laughs> I yep. guess. When I see their comments, it's, you know, hard not to think he's like the best. So um, as far as recruiting goes um, and, you know, now they just got to let's 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 not count our whatever chickens. But I I think, uh, uh, you know, if if he gets who we think they're going to get now, they just have to. Like start performing, although they're very young. You know, these are the younger guys. And like right. we said, we never know. We always think they're going to be stars. Everybody's a star. And then and then we'll see what happens. And you know what I just thought of? Uh, you're the expert on this. You're going to know this probably. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if they get all the guys that they, I think they have 23 committed now. Um, uh, yes. And then get and then get a the couple more that they might get. Uh, how many would they, on an actual national signing day, it's so funny. How yeah. many could they they could get as many, right? Well, this Is year, this, new rule now yeah, there's this year, there's no, year? there's no limit well, on the number. Usually uh, it's the 25. You can, you can fudge it a little bit with the counters, right? Uh, because of the early and late period. But yeah, this year it's, it's unlimited. Obviously, you need to be you, under 85. You have to be 85 or less or fewer on your total yeah. roster. But like, let's say, you know, if Miami only has 45, they have more than this, but I'm just saying, if you have 45 scholarship guys, right. you could sign a 40 man class and it would be allowed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, wonder I how, think, we have to see how many they have. Yeah. There, there'll be a couple of big ones. We'll talk about that toward the end. The, the names that are like kind of the, what we're still watching for um, going into signing day and beyond. Cause there are um, a handful of notable names that I know are, or last I talked to them, you know, people's minds change all the time, um, mm-hmm. are, are planning to push it until February, which obviously could mean that, you know, Miami could get, make a late addition or two. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think they're going to be pretty close to done this weekend. I think pretty much everyone committed um, is basically locked. And I think the only other, only other person I've seen planning to visit elsewhere is Reed McKeska. Uh, one of the three tight ends they have committed uh, who's playing to visit South Carolina this weekend. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. Obviously last visit is usually important, um, but you know, there've been a couple of times this year where Miami has beaten guys right after uh, they visited elsewhere, obviously Ruben Bain earlier this week. And, and if they pull off Samson Okunwola this afternoon, um, that would be similar with him visiting Florida over the weekend. So We'll see Antoine, Jack, Antoine Jackson, I, I think heard from uh, Deion Sanders at one point. I'm not sure the latest there, but for the most uh, part, they're going to get most of these guys signed. Definitely all the, the big ones at this point. Cormani McLean was the other one that Alabama was coming for. We'll see what happens there. He does not do a lot of interviews, so um, he, he tries to keep things relatively under wraps. But sounds like uh, he's going to stick with this. He'll be in Miami actually this weekend for state championships uh, with Lakeland High. So. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's trending toward a really good day for Miami. And, you know, like I said, the June run is obviously the core of this whole thing, all the guys they got back then. Um, but this late push they've gotten, especially if they add Oakland Lola this afternoon, has been, um, I, I, I'd say, kind of more impressive considering how poorly the season went. You know, new coach always gets that new coach bump. Um, this year they went five and seven and still flipped the kid from Michigan. Uh, beat out Ole Miss for a, a really good running back from down here in South Florida, beat out Florida State for the best player in Dade County, and you know, might might add a five-star tackle to that group too. Yeah, I think I I think they'll uh, I think they're gonna keep most of their their guys. I think there will there are inevitably are I don't know, on signing day usually there's a flip or two. Uh, there'll be something, but I also have a feeling that Mario has something up his sleeve. Like I, I have a feeling that Mario then if he thinks somebody might flip, then he's going to save one, you know, he's going to, to announce, maybe I'm wrong. Like, what do you call it? A silent commitment or what? I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I feel like there's going to be somebody that we get to the press conference and all of a sudden hot off the press or some kind of uh release saying so-and-so just, you know, Mario says, Oh, look who we just got or whatever. Yeah. And that, so I just have this feeling that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting because that could be a transfer guy too, right? That That's the wrinkle in yes, this is we got to exactly. see. Um, exactly. Miami's been involved with a couple big transfers here. Javion Cohen. Uh, not sure if he's one of us, but uh, um, <laughs> offensive lineman from Alabama. Um, uh, wide, the D2, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> the D2, um, wide, D2 wide receiver. Uh, his last name is spelled like Tesla. I, I can't imagine it's actually Tesla. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys that they've been really involved with here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think between that and then there's a couple a couple of big names that are still going to be out there, I think, on signing day. Um, I got local guys, so it's ha- kind of hard to make that a surprise. Right. Damari Brown from uh, American Heritage cornerback is um, I believe the plan over there is that he's going to announce on ESPN at some time in the afternoon um, a Miami, Alabama battle there. Um, Hurricanes legacy. Um, so there's obviously, you know, Alabama's really recruited that school well. Miami has has felt good about that re- recruitment all the way through. Um, and then Stanquan Clark from uh Miami Central, who's been committed to Louisville since the summer, but uh Miami has has kept recruiting him. And I think it's possible he could officially visit Miami this weekend, uh, with Ruben Bain also set to official take his official visit. So um yeah, I, th- I think they're they're in position to potentially, in addition to whatever happens with Oak and Lola, but which obviously everyone will know by the time uh, they listen to this, um, right. they have a chance to make a couple more big additions. Both those guys are, you know, four star recruits, and like you said, it doesn't mean they're going to be stars, but they're a nice little thing to show off on signing day. Yeah, great. Um, okay, so let's run through the, I guess the two, they actually made two big additions this week. And when we were originally talking, I kind of forgot that Christopher Johnson was this ah, week too. Right. Um, right. But they get Christopher Johnson on, on Sunday. Um, a big deal because of how much they're losing at running back, I think more than anything else. Um, right. Obviously, uh, Jalen Knighton uh, headed to SMU. Um, that is Franklin, a uh, good depth piece in the portal. Um, so you've got you know, you've got Cheney, you've got Parrish, uh, you got Trevante Citizen. We knew they needed at least one more running back, probably two. Right. Uh, they get one with Christopher Johnson, who 
um, our track athlete of the year at the Miami Herald last year, best sprinter in, in South Florida, probably. Um, so he's got that, you know, the straight line speed and all that kind of stuff. And, and, a, a, you know, a home run hitter, right? Like you, you and a guy who I think can play, I, I know he kind of envisions himself mostly as a, as just like a traditional running back, but you can see him do some of the same stuff they do with like Brashard Smith. Um, so I, I think a pretty, pretty good get there, especially it looked like Ole Miss had some momentum to pluck him out of South Florida. Um, I think Miami will still be involved with Mark Fletcher all the way up until the traditional night national signing day. They're trying to battle Florida for him. Uh, last I talked to him, he said he plans to wait. So, um, I, I, I think taking two running backs, like we said, probably wouldn't be crazy. Um, especially two no, very I different guys. That- Fletcher is a power back. Johnson's a speed guy, but getting one in the fold, locking up one of those spots, um, you know, pretty big deal going into signing day. Yes. And I think would love to see them get two running backs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they'll add another one, whether whether it's Fletcher or a portal guy, though, I think they've got to just, they got to, they need a little bit more because we saw how important depth is last year and, and two maybe. guys coming off injuries, right? Citizen. Yeah. I know we saw Cheney at the end of last year. We haven't seen, we, we haven't seen him very much. Yeah. Yeah. What did we see? Two carries or something? Yeah, I exactly. mean, or one car- I mean, we, I, yeah, we need to see more running backs uh, yeah. to me. Once not enough. And you never know, like running backs. They're that one position that you think someone's going to be row. Oh, you know, he's this, the, the, the speed King, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's fast, but that, but, you know, can he handle all those defensive guys on top of it? Can he get anywhere? I mean, just because you're fast doesn't mean you're going to be a good running back. So, yeah, we've seen uh, it. We've seen I, it a- I, he might be. You, you're going to know him better than I do. Yeah, I mean, well, I think he's a little bit more of a project. But, yeah, we have seen that happen um, actually kind of a lot with Miami. Um, going back to the 2018 class when Lorenzo Lingard was the star in that class. And then Cam Harris ended up being the better Running back having a much better career than than Lingard. Did, uh, did Lingard just enter the portal again? Maybe I mean I, I saw yeah, he was I at Florida. So. He yeah, he was at Florida for a couple of years. Um, yeah. and then even even in the uh, you know Knighton and Cheney were ranked relatively similarly. Um, but Henry Parrish was kind of the third running back from South Florida in that class. He was incredible high school player, but not as highly ranked by the recruiting services. Um, and obviously he has had the best career of of those three obviously injuries playing a big role with Cheney but still like it's really hard to know you know three star running backs become stars all the time like that's you you look at who like NFL starting running backs are and like you know you've got yeah you got guys from every every which school who are undersized or or whatever it is so yeah I think just it's kind of like it's different than quarterback where obviously quarterback I think you just need a good guy every year and and there is a threshold like a guy you want a certain level of talent obviously there are you know like fluke stories of a Stetson Bennett becoming a Heisman mm-hmm. finalist from going to a walk-on but running back is really a spot where just or, like take swings get bodies in there or Mr. Irrelevant he was a he was a four-star recruit though I'm pretty sure yeah I, w- I listen I was positive that UM was going to have a Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, like, I'm just Well, you know, my, like, Brock Purdy, I, I believe, like, Miami, like, loosely recruited him that year. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I think they took a Cozy Perry instead. Um, so 
You wouldn't you would have had your Mr. Irrelevant then. Um the other the other I'd say even you know the bigger it was it was the story of the week kind of in some ways for Miami, at least until this afternoon. Um Ruben Bain committing to Miami over yep. Florida State on Tuesday uh, at the Nat Moore trophy ceremony, wins the Nat Moore trophy, uh, then commits. Um, and now he'll try to win a fourth straight state championship on Friday. Um, he is there's there's like two different tiers of local there's two different types of like big local additions right there's like if you get the five star south florida kid that's a big deal um and then it's also yes. a big deal when you get the you know like xavier restrepo when they when he committed everyone's like this guy's just you know he's got it he's got all the intangibles winner all that kind of stuff um henry Parrish, i think would fall in that same category where not the highest ranked recruit but anyone who cares about football in south florida like knows that guy's like highly respected and all that kind of stuff uh and Bain kind of like intersects that where he's the top ranked recruit in Dade County and also like I, I don't think anyone you know sometimes at those top 100 five-star recruits everyone you know they get nitpicked to death right you're like uh, he's overrated yeah. it's, it's hype because of how big he is how fast he is how strong he is but this um, kid's really no one, good yeah I mean he had 29 and a half sacks last year and 28 oh this year and that's crazy. You know, high school coaches fudge the numbers a lot. I'm sure you remember that from your days covering high schools. <laughs> uh, I've seen Ruben Bain play a lot, and he gets two or three sacks every time I watch him play. So really? I don't think 28 is very far off, even if it's fudged maybe a little bit. No, I yeah, I, I I'll go with you on that one. And um, sometimes it's sometimes it's harder to tell, like what, what we said with uh, running backs and with receivers, even. Mm-hmm. I, I have found in my experience um but uh yeah I, i'm i'm very excited about this one and they they need it they need it really badly yeah i mean they're losing we talked about it last week they kind of are thin on the defensive line um all of a sudden we're mostly a defensive tackle um which i know ruben wants to you know he considers himself a, a true defensive end but um you know he's definitely a guy you could see play that uh chad thomas or greg Rousseau role where on third down he plays defensive tackle um right so uh yeah i mean he's like i, I think so like he's ranked pretty similar to like what nigel e kelly was last year um would not be surprised if his freshman year kind of goes similar to nigel league right where he is you know not a starter probably you know he's he's going to be behind uh barring any more exits or draft departures or anything he's gonna be behind mesador and um jafari harvey probably all year but i think he can certainly help you know they're losing obviously mitchell gude and um a bunch of guys inside so yeah they they need him and and it's the kind of guy like you don't want to lose a miami central kid whose older brother is a graduate grad assistant at miami whose former coach is uh, in your recruiting office at Miami. And I think people thought it was going to be Miami all along and at various points, Auburn, you know, they, they're probably helped by Auburn and Louisville both having coaching changes. Cause I think they were the toughest challengers here. Right. Um, but uh, ultimately this, like he, his nickname is hurricane and he's a hurricane. So like, there you go. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I love what he said about Miami. They need help bad. Yeah. In your story. Uh, they need help right now, and I'm willing to come in right now and make a change. Uh, you know, wanting to bring Miami back. I love that kind of kid. So yeah. well, I'll say at the Nat Moore ceremony, um, there have been four finalists. Two of them are Miami commit. Well, yeah, now two of them are Miami kids. Ruben Bain and uh, Nathaniel Joseph 
uh, from Miami Edison, who I was told, you know, they, they said this at ceremony, 4.1 GPA. I knew, he was, I knew he was a very smart kid, but um, like, and, and he's the same, he's been kind of the leader of this class for a long time. You know, he, he committed early on, flipped from Clemson, um, right. you know, grew up wanting to be a hurricane, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's the, certainly the message that Miami has been sharing with, especially these highly ranked kids all along um, who, you know, like I said, Ray Ray flipped from Clemson. Ruben had um, Florida State uh, on him. Um, Francis Mangoa could go anywhere he wants in the entire country. Oh, but, how big is that? But they they see that opportunity. And what Miami yeah. started, I think, six freshmen at various points last year, um, especially on defense. They're very young with probably there's, you know, three or four of their best players as underclassmen. Um, yeah. So they, these guys, I mean, ever it's cliche, right? Everyone, like, you want the right kind of kids, the right culture kids. Um, but at least I think the, the handful of like top local kids, they, they believe it. And they, um, you know, like Ruben and, and, and Nathaniel are, are both like high care. Like, I mean, I don't want to, pretend I know everything about them, but those are two guys I've talked to a lot, covered a lot. They've been all County for us year after year. Right. Um, and those are like two high character kids, certainly. That's very important to me. And Francis Mango, I've only talked to him once, but he comes off the same way, I should say. Right. And I, it, and you know, I, I, as far as character, like I, I always, I'm always mentioning it, James William. I, 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 you know, he's, he's like a real UM. I, yeah. I, I love the local, the local kids that are canes all the way and you don't have to worry about them leaving. At least, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, you know, going back to the character thing, I don't think it's a coincidence that their best player is Cam Kitchens, right? Like, right. who's probably the smartest player on the team. Um, at least like of guys who, play a lot and and football iq all that kind of stuff and, and he's another one you know, went to miami northwestern like local kid uh you know local public school kid like my that that's got to be miami's bread and butter like it, they you know they've struggled to recruit schools like american heritage and st thomas aquinas and some of these right. big private schools but the public schools at miami central miami northwestern um miami palmetto have have all been good year after year and uh, Miami yep. typically recruits them very well. And Cam Kinchins is now hanging from the rafters. Yes, gets his name up in the rafters and All-American. All-American. Uh, really cool. I kind of like, I kind of was su- surprised, not surprised uh, that like he deserved it, well, but like right. considering how bad the season went for Miami. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and get and Miami good. fans get at least and another I, year I, of him. And that has to be, by the way, I think good for recruiting too. Well, and and we talked about it. We talked about him, you know, I think it was after his three interception game with Mario and Kevin Steele and we're getting off off track right now, but uh, I didn't have this on the rundown. It's a big deal. Um, They talked about how he's, you know, the hardest working guy in the building, right? The guy who stays after Phil, you know, the only guy in the building later than Mario. Well, like he gets rewarded for that. And I have to think that, you know, you can be the hardest working kid and you're a walk-on who's just barely getting on the field. And, yep. or you can be the hardest working kid and it turns you into an all American because you have just some natural gifts also. And then everyone else sees what you did to get to that point, And hopefully they try to emulate you a little bit. Uh, I touched on Francis Mangoa. Uh, obviously we've been 
dancing around the Samson Akunlola conversation for a little bit. Uh, we should say the one D commitment Miami got this week um, from three-star uh, interior lineman Connor Liu, an All-American center um, from Georgia, um, flipping to Auburn. Says academics played a big role. Uh, you know, recruiting is never just about one thing. So, although I don't know. Yeah, well, it, I mean, I'm sure it played a role, but he knew he knew Auburn was a. Uh, better uh what an aerospace engineering school than miami when he committed to miami back in in uh yeah or whenever that was i i Uh, I can't it's hard for me to believe that somebody flipping yeah i mean like i said it's not just about one thing you know auburn has a new coach um miami struggled um i'm sure the academics i'm sure he you know he picked miami like i said knowing what the academic profile of both schools were and decided at that point that it was fine to pass up on a uh, the program at Auburn um, enough things change that maybe that gets weighed a little bit more heavily. So that's a yeah. tough loss for Miami. Um, he's a guy who I think they, you know, you could kind of pencil him in as this heir to Ja'Kai Clark at center. Um, but I still think everyone's going to be pretty happy with this offensive line haul. As long as Miami gets Samson Okamlola this afternoon, it would be the first time ever the Miami gets two five-star, uh, you know, in the recruiting rankings era, which only goes back so far. But the first time ever that Miami gets two five-star tackles amazing. in the same class. That would be ama- totally amazing. And it would be actually, um, according to the 24-7, they, do the, they have the all-time commits thing where you can just see it, like, who are the best recruits ever to sign with Miami. Uh-huh. Uh, if they get Okunlola, they'd have three of the 20 highest-ranked highest commits they've ever gotten. Uh, all in one cycle and again this only goes back to like this doesn't even go back 20 years I don't think um but yeah, that's, that's but it's still a big deal that's impressive it's yeah recruiting was so different between before 20 years before you know it, it around 2000 that it's like it's stupid to compare it anyway but still yeah it would be a big deal right. um and I guess we can pivot over to the portal now because the biggest portal news of the week uh oh. is John Campbell Jr. Um, entering the portal, um, a guy who started every game for Miami at left tackle. Um, a little bit of a surprise, but then you also think about his, you know, Zion Nelson will probably be back. Um, and I would guess he'll be a starting left tackle again. Um, it was a little surprising. Record. Um, uh, but, and, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, it was, a, uh, that one was a surprise, but I think you're right. I think he has enough confidence now and he played enough. He played left tackle all year. Oh, I mean, he'll get recruited as a starting offensive tackle somewhere. Yeah, he will get right. And maybe he thinks he'll now with what's happened coming. And I like, I I just don't know relationships and stuff, but I think he'll, uh, he thinks maybe he'll go to a, I'm not sure. Have we heard where he's going? I think no, not he'll yet. go to a major program. I would, yeah, think. he'll be a power, power five, five guy. I'm and sure. That, I think he'll go to a power five and they'll be all excited about him. They'll make him feel great. And, you know, they'll build part of their offensive line will be obviously built around him as a left tackle. And, uh, and maybe it'll give him a little more uh, high profile status or something because all these young kids are coming into Miami with all these, I don't know. Yeah, uh, like I, I said, him. I, mean, I liked him and we, I liked. We talk about how like Mario, the big thing he always says with these transfers is like honesty. Um, and 
Right. I'm sure the honest conversation with John Campbell was not like, hey, you're not going to start here, but it was, hey, we have Zion coming back. He's going to start somewhere as long as he's healthy. We've got these two potentially five-star tackles coming in. Like right. they're going to, we're going to give them every shot. Um, and all of a sudden uh, John Campbell goes from being the starting left tackle, um, which, you know, is really good for, you know, I'm sure he still wants to play in the NFL and all that kind of stuff, like really good for putting film up, putting film out there to probably going to be the starting right tackle. And then maybe if we really like what we see from Francis Mango early on, we want to get him on the field because we're still kind of rebuilding here. All of a sudden, John Campbell, you're starting at guard instead. It, it's um, or whatever. Yeah, I like there's going to be a competition. And I know people like kind of get annoyed when guys shy away from competition. But John Campbell is probably I don't know his exact age, but he's going to be a sixth year. He paid his dues next year. Well, he it like, turns he's out he's running out of time to have well, competition. Like he's he got has a, two years of eligibility. Yeah, I know. I said he's he's gone yeah. for a six year, and then I I went through and I thought no 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 that's wrong. He could only play six, and then I looked and that one season he only played four games. Right. So, so he'd have to get a waiver, but yes, because he has the COVID year. He has his freshman year where he didn't play. Right. So he could redshirt no. that year. No, I I he no I don't think he. He didn't play. I I don't think he. I have to look at his thing again. Either way, he needs to get a waiver because one of the years is an injury. One of the years is an injury, and one of the years he played four games. I do think he played all the years. Okay. So either way, I have to look. Either way, he'll need a waiver. They usually give those out. So yes, he does have potentially two more years left to play in college. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, like I said, he is a guy who, you know, he probably win a competition coming out of camp, but at the same time, like like you said he paid his dues he's he's running out of time for competition battles like he yeah. he, he earned it this year and uh um, I, I think again like Miami and Miami should be doing this because they're rebuilding they're going to prior if there's a if there's a tie between a, a senior and a freshman that they're going to try to get that freshman out on the field I have to imagine I, I we think saw so that last year yeah with, with all you know they started two freshmen you know a true freshman and a redshirt freshman at guard by the end of the year um you know, Wesley Vesaint, obviously, starting by the end of the year. Um, where else? There, there's a couple. There's a couple other spots, obviously. So, um, I, I think I, it hurts because John Campbell is. I was going to start somewhere on this offensive line. Um, yeah. But I think people, rightly, are excited about seeing what kind of the future holds with these other guys. Yep. Um, um, for sure. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Other other portal topic of the week, Brian Balon takes his name out of the transfer portal. Um, 
sounds like he's just going to do the Nikosi Perry thing, which Nikosi did a couple of years ago where he uh, exited the transfer portal so he could attend, stay at Miami for the spring, get his degree, all that kind of stuff, keep working out. I think, I think Nikosi, he didn't practice with the team in the spring, but um, you know, he obviously had access to the facilities and all that kind of stuff. Um, Bailamo, I don't know about the latter. It's obviously a different regime now. But right. we'll do we'll graduate um and then re-enter the portal. Um, of course, Miami can kind of use Brian Balaam now with how thin they are at safety. Um I don't oh. know how, you know, I I don't we didn't see him play at all, so I have no sense of how Mario Cristobal and this current staff value him as a player. But if they do decide that they want him to stick around, it's not bad that he's gonna be around on campus for the entire spring to maybe try to convince him to stick around if they feel like they need depth obviously know, they'll go I, through the portal i don't see mario as a type i don't either i i i, I don't it, first of all if mario was the one that suggested that made it seem it would be better for him to be in the portal oh, yeah, or then, any player if mm-hmm. mario made it seem it was better for him maybe it was a good decision to go in the portal right then i, I don't see him all of a sudden acting like Changing he needs the back yeah. and if it's the other way around if it's the the player uh who made the decision i don't see mario at all saying oh please right. you know i don't see it mario's just not like that i don't know yeah um yeah so we're not expecting him back uh but is a reminder no. they need to restock at safety right uh, a little bit going into signing day or going beyond signing day i guess that that's our last Last topic here is what happens after signing day. Um, I've mentioned the two big battles I think are going to come down to Wednesday, uh, Demar uh-huh. Brown and San Juan Clark. Of course, there, there are a couple other ones out there. Miami has tried to flip a couple corners from, from Florida. Um, uh, I have a story Friday morning that they're still recruiting Brandon Ennis, five-star receiver from American Heritage, really hard. Uh, does not sound like he's going to do anything, but... Um, Miami certainly not giving up on, uh, trying really? to flip these, these top guys, especially these top local guys. Um, yeah, but the, like I said, there'll be a couple that come down beyond signing day. Mark Fletcher will be one of them is the plan. Um, another one, uh, Chamberlain Campbell, a, uh, six, six defensive end from, uh, St. Pete Lakewood, who I actually saw they yeah. played Miami central a couple of weeks ago in the state semifinals. Got a chance to talk to him after that game. He's a he had never played football before the summer. Um, what? He uh, he was a basketball player. He's big. I mean, he's he made me look short. Um, Where's he committed again? Where's he's not he committed been? anywhere. He's like, he's like not even ranked. Just starting to get offers in the last like two three months here. Um, Miami had him on. I think he came to the Florida State game, either the Florida State game or the Duke game. Um, but he's a guy who's like kind of a late bloomer, like late riser. Obviously, no one knew about him until September, basically. So um, I, I, Miami has been recruiting him. And then obviously a couple other guys will pop up. Like Trevante Citizen wasn't on really anyone's radar until uh, right. like January. Or, yeah. or you know, they, they went out and got like a Nez Cooper. Like they'll find some offensive linemen here and there. Some guys will surprisingly not commit. Um or guys or coaching after coaching changes, guys get out of uh, their letters of intent sometimes. So like there'll be, there'll be names certainly to know sure. into February, but um, I think you can just look at who they're going after and see what the priorities are. I think if they don't get Damari Brown, they're going to 
trying to find another cornerback somewhere. Um, oh, they lost so many uh, DBs. Lost to the so portal. many DBs to the portal and have yeah. gone after, like I said, a couple Florida corner co- corner commits. They tried to get an Ohio State corner commit um, to flip. Yep. Obviously, they're they're battling with Bama for for Damari. Um, so I, I think you look at if they lose out on Damari Brown, they're going to keep looking for a cornerback. Um, they're going to keep looking for a running back. Um, I think clearly considering that they like Mark Fletcher. Um, and other than that, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of portal, but like, like I said, there's, there'll always be a couple of names that pop up late, um, and throw a wrench yeah. into things. It should be, a, it should be another active early signing period a yeah. day. I, I think, I think the big story of the day is probably once again, going to be Deion Sanders, right? Last year was the Jackson state, like where all these guys, you know, Miami lost a the guy there. Obviously Travis Hunter went there. Um, I think. Dion got to Colorado, and I tell you, every recruit I talk to now, there was like, yeah, Dion's trying to get in. Like, there, there he is. He's not, um, you know, he's he he just was not shy about trying to put together a good class. I was just gonna say he's Colorado. not shy, and um, that's for sure. He pulls off at least at Jackson State, he pulled off surprises. So I'm I'm not expect. Yeah, you know, I mentioned Antoine Jackson as the one guy yeah. that I know Dion has reached out to. Uh, from Miami's class. Um, I'm not saying that Miami is going to lose someone to Colorado on signing day, but some schools are going to lose guys to Colorado on signing day. And that is going to throw the wrench into this whole thing, because that is a school that has never been really a factor with blue chip five-star guys. And there's now another uh, in the same way that in the same way that Jackson state came out of nowhere and was all of a sudden getting, high-profile recruits last year, Colorado is going to do the same this year, almost certainly. Yeah, I mean, especially, uh, yeah, it's Antoine, yeah, I, 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 Dion could be very convincing. Yes, certainly. So, um, and, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think most of my, like I said, I think most of Miami's class is going to stay intact, but um, you never know, and, and with NIL, it's harder to predict. Oh, recruiting than ever um true so i, I think and by the way about, oh, sorry? before we wrap up we I, I just wanted to know because it was driving me crazy i looked up uh <laughs> i looked up john campbell okay he played four games his freshman year his true freshman year 2018 and that was the year that he redshirted that, that would be counted as a redshirt gotcha so that okay. was the yeah yeah, so he would need a waiver, but again, that's he's a, a valuable piece for someone to get in the portal, I think. I think whatever school gets him is gonna be pretty excited about being able but to But he wouldn't need a, a he sorry. would David, he he would not he would not need a waiver for one season. No, right? the first year he'll be able to play no matter what. Yeah. Because exactly. of the COVID year. Right. So, but yeah, you need I think when you go over what five to play you have five years to play four is, is the rule and everything beyond that you need a waiver. Um, so, but they always give it for injuries basically. And COVID obviously made it six years to play for these guys now. for yeah. the ones that were there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay. Um, I think we can finish things up there. Um, we'll be back next week to wrap up signing day. Um, and then maybe take a, a little bit of a break around the new year. Um, Although well, it'll, no, ramp, at- it'll ramp back up because there's always portal news. And I remember January last year, it was like that first week was, there's portal stuff every week. Um, so uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Um, she'll be obviously down in 
Well, we don't actually don't know the plan for Wednesday, but she'll be covering signing day from wherever we're doing all this. I'll stuff. be, I'll, be, I'll get down there. I just must, I, I might be on the road when a couple kids uh, flip. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson too. I'll also be be down there on Wednesday as well as stopping at a high school or two here and there. Uh, also, state championships Good. this weekend. One game will already be done by the time you guys are listening to this, but um, Friday night, uh, probably one of the highest profile state championship games in Florida history. Uh, number in nationally ranked number three Miami Central against number ten American Heritage at uh, Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so oh, that'll be great. If you're into Wait, football, like been... honestly, just go to that game. Wow. Like it's gonna be, wow. it's gonna be a really good one. Obviously, um, Ruben Bain will be on the field. Miami commit. So if you're a Canes fan and want to watch him, really good opportunity to. And then, um, you know, both teams just loaded with talent. So uh, it should many, be a fun ha- weekend. Yeah, that should that should be really, that should be really, really fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll finish things up there. Uh, thanks again. And we will talk to you guys next week.